everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 121 of Justified Pursuit. It is great to be here with you as always, and good to see the good counselor smiling. Actually, he's not smiling. I don't know why. We just waylaid some turkeys in South Texas, uh, but the good counselor, Chisholm Cook, nice to see you again, my friend. I'm happy. Good. Having fun. Good. You Life's said good. I was grumpy this week, which you are grumpy this week. I wasn't, and generally you've been grumpy for a bit. And we well, need you know to, what? We need to Fade, unpack. Stop trying to transition our damn children. Maybe we need we'll to unpack that. Nobody's trying to transition grumpy. your children, and they're not going. No, 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 no. Kids are being uh, actually right. half the country is trying to do that. Well, they aren't doing it to your kids. The, they're doing it to their own kids. Hey, guess what? Uh, which is we're, probably we're, Darwin, Darwinism at work. We're having to remove books from the libraries in my school district. So you know, don't tell me about stuff you don't know. Uh, I know they're trying to indoctrinate all kids, but they're yes. not going to be successful your, with your kids, as I guess. No, they're not. Well, my kids are out skipping school. It's, they're skipping indoctrination to go shoot turkeys in the face. <laughs> right. But I'm still angry about it. And I'm that. angry that people think that it's normal. But we'll get into plenty of tranny. So then later, you're but saying let's turkey smacking. I'm right. You're mad. I'm mad. I was yeah. also frustrated because I'm trying to get an. Stella, my eight-year-old, her first turkey, and it just wasn't in the cards, and uh, you know, it all worked out in in the way I guess it was supposed to ultimately, but it was stressing me out. Stressing yeah. me out. So Henry did the same. I know Riley did too when she started shooting a bow with the whole cross eye, trying to shoot with the left eye, even though they're right-handed and right eye dominant. Mm-hmm. Didn't Henry do the same thing when he was a little baby? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. So. If you're shooting a shotgun and you're right-handed, you can't close your right eye and shoot with your left eye. It's literally sure makes it impossible. Awkward angle. I'm sure you could figure it out. (laughs) But my gosh! And you know when she was shooting it, when we were practicing before the turkey hunt, I'm not watching her. I mean, because I'm behind her. Who's going to stand in front of the shotgun blast, right? right? So I'm just assuming that she's doing what I told her to do. And out of the three kids, she's the only one. She she is left-handed. And I told her, you should shoot left-handed. She goes, no, Dad, I can, I can close both of my eyes and open both. She'd go, close her right eye, close her left eye, and show me. And like where Henry, he can't, he can't close his left eye and look out of his right eye. Can't do it. Yeah. He can't Either. left eye wink. Right, yeah. So I was like, all right, Stella, fine. If that's what you want to do, you're, you seem to be ambidextrous or whatever, fine. And then she misses the turkey at 15 yards. And I'm like, Stella? You know, I told you, you know, when you're on it, let me know. And, and I, you know, I'm sitting behind her because the shotgun's going to recoil and trying to help her. And she's just like, I don't know. I, I never would tell me when she's on it. So I'm just guessing like, okay, I think you're on it. Pull the trigger. Well, I can't see down the barrel of the gun either because I'm, you know, it's only the person's eyes that can really see what's going on. It was just a mess. And so she's starting to like tear up. Are you mad at me, dad? I'm like, honey, I could never be mad at you for, for missing uh, this is your first time ever doing this, but I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, I was, but I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be mad at, it. I was just happy. She was there. We're sitting there in the dirt, getting ticks on us. And she's just, yeah. I made you pick a, off being a tomboy a lot. 
I'm <laughs> scratching a bite on my thigh right now. You know, and these are those, these aren't the deer ticks. Tiny. These are the tiny little tiny. seed ticks or whatever they easy, are. Easy to not even notice. And yeah. I assume it's a freckle. Yeah. Aaron and I were taking a shower when I got home yesterday. And she's like, there's a tick in your chest here. I'm like, what? I was like, I thought I got them all off. No, she's like, nope, there's one right there. It, it's just right now, actually. Uh, so, yeah, there's plenty of ticks. I had uh, Henry and Stella inspect each other with, you know, they, they kept their underwear on. But I was like, y'all look at each other really good under your arms, you know, under your chin, in your ears, everywhere. And they each pulled like two or three off of each other. Then I got there and like got another one off Henry's back and Henry got a couple off of me. So yeah, plenty of ticks. Anyway, very proud of Stella for going, wanting to go. And uh, it was heartbreaking to see like she, she thought I was going to be mad at her for that. I think just because hunting is so important and so much a part of my life. Like she wanted, I think she, she wasn't ready, but she wanted to impress dad. And so sure. she bit off more than she could chew. And so after she missed and then, Lindell, our guide, our, our mutual friend, he was like, I think she's shooting with the wrong eye because he watched her. We, we set up a water bottle and had her try to shoot it. And, uh, and after that, I was like, this is a mess. I said, Stella, do you, do you really want to shoot the turkey or do you just want dad to shoot it for you this time? She's like, she smiled. She goes, would you shoot it for me? And I was like, sure. And then there was just like this mutual sense of relief between father and daughter where we were all on the same page <laughs> and everything was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But Henry got his first turkey. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you were there and videoed the whole thing, um, which was way cool. And then both of your daughters each shot two turkeys. And your daughters have paid their dues, man. They have this place that we go, it it's it spoils the turkey hunter because the turkeys yes. are dumb. They're not pressured. Your girls have sat days upon days yeah. and and maybe not even heard a gobble sometimes. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I think when they saw this place, they were like, you've talked it up for three years, but nobody believes how good it is. Right. I, I asked them that I overhype it. And I think it was Charlotte who was like, I don't think you can overhype this place. And we'll never say the name of it on the air because we don't want people stealing our <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, they were, they were blown away, man. Um, I told you in a text. So <clears throat> we were leaving. We shot, they shot four birds in something like 20 hours probably <laughs> right so we averaged a bird every five hours yeah um, crazy. and i mean we were seeing them in the first mile onto the place um and so on the way out we, we went ahead and left the night the night before the, the night we had one more night there but we went ahead and left right so left a, a night early i guess um and the the house is right in the middle of the ranch and then the barn where we clean birds and stuff is like probably what two-thirds of the way to the back of the ranch mm -hmm. so i had been there cleaning up one last bird went to the house picked the girls up there were birds there's a flock of turkeys by the barn um then two birds that had been there all day by the tank by the house what i'm getting at is so from the the back of the ranch two-thirds of the way back of the ranch all the way to the entrance uh, or exit it's like a good solid six miles probably plus because mm -hmm. i know when we ran over there and found the bird that well the place is fifteen thousand acres to put it into perspective right it's but it's massive. a perfect rectangle like going east to west so you know it, it's long ways east to west perfectly rectangular is i guess why i would talk about being like middle of the ranch driving all the way to the west to the gate um 
we're driving along and I was like, girls, I bet we've seen a turkey every 10 minutes that we've been out driving around this ranch for this last 24 hours. Yeah. At least every 10. I was like, maybe every five. And Riley was like, ah, I bet it's like every 20. And Charlotte's like, I don't know. And let's time it. So Charlotte starts timing it on her watch. The longest that we went over a six mile trek was four minutes without seeing a turkey. And on average, it was probably between two and two and a half. It was pretty amazing. It was just every, you know, half mile. Oh, there's a bird. Reset the mm-hmm. clock. So it was like a real fun game leaving. <laughs> and then Lindell says that, you know, a month ago, he saw he there were no turkeys to be seen. Yeah, so I, I can't imagine they're migrating to that place because, of you know, in more hilly terrain. All that country is the same down there. So, so I'm saying in more hilly terrain, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll spend nine, 10 months of the year down in river bottoms and in agriculture field fields that are irrigated off rivers. Right. And then they'll work their way up into the high country upland to breed in the spring. So you might have like our place, if we have turkeys ever, it's only pretty much only during the spring, every now and then they pop up. That's pretty typical for a lot of properties. Like a lot of places. The place right? I have in Oklahoma, a little bit more the place I have in West Texas right, right now. They only places places with more terrain variants. When they'll the, have when the hens disperse to find nesting cover, right. that's when the turkeys show up. But like those that, oaks, they stay in those big flocks in the places that you're talking about. Right. But those oaks that are by that one tank that we've shot them at that was close to where we sat uh, that one morning where Riley got a bird. I would imagine those oaks in that sand bottom have those that's a year-round roost has to be probably so but i think the main thing is they don't they don't have feeders right so he doesn't there's no routine place for them to gather in the fall Mm. so that's probably why you didn't see him because they're just pecking around in the brush but man i mean he was like dude they just pile in more and more every day starting in you know first or second week of march he's like i won't see a turkey and i'll be thinking about canceling you guys and then all of a sudden they're everywhere yeah everywhere it's just incredible. Like the place is crawling with them. When we left, dude, I just told you off the air that last tank. I think it's where maybe Riley shot her first turkey. We sat there right when you guys left. We said our goodbyes. We went out and went hunting. We sat at that tank for like two hours that afternoon, and the wind was howling. Didn't see a dang turkey. When we're leaving, 40, 40 turkeys there, no. and Stella says, "I just can't." wrap my mind around what i'm seeing (laughs) (laughs) so many turkeys so many turkeys yeah Yeah, plus dude they thought the kids my kids thought it was really cool you guys have javelina on your ranch um we don't have that up here now henry shot one on your ranch so they've seen them before they've eaten them yeah but they were like there's so many javelina and there's all these nil guy and there's hundreds and hundreds of deer and then there's water buck and oryx, and all of this is free range. Did y'all see the oryx heading out? They were along that that fence with the no, road. But we saw them three or four times. Yeah, and attics, those white. They look just like a kudu, but they're white. We saw Did those on two. Yeah, saw huh. several of them. Bulls too. We they were cool. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what they were. I was like, are those white kudu? And he's like, those are attics. I was like, wow, those are cool. Those are in the same situation as the scimitar horned oryx, basically extinct in their native Africa. Mm. And Texans have obviously uh, bred them and released them. And I mean, there's thousands I mean, upon thousands of them in Texas. Even the markings on their face, they're basically a white kudu, right? They're smaller, but yeah. They're, smaller. they're spiral horn antelope. So same yeah. you know, family, but right. certainly different species. Um, 
yeah. There's just so much wildlife there. The bird life. Um, we're eating breakfast that last morning and saw a um, some kind of Oriole. I had to look it up on my phone, but just beautiful, bright orange and black. I mean, I pointed out to the kids. They're like, "Whoa, that's cool! I've never seen a bird like that before." That's uh, cool. Yeah. And then that. And then last year when you and I were there, we learned a new species of of uh, hawk. I think it was called a white tailed hawk. White tailed, yeah. Attacking a tur- and turkey. Trying to eat a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> that was twice the size of it. Yeah. Um, let me brag on Riley and Char a little bit. Uh, they both made absolute pokes by shotgun standards. I think Riley's Monday evening, man, it had to have been 40 solid yards. Uh, I wish I'd have stepped it off. But she stoned that bird. Um, and the cool thing about where Riley is at, and she's 14, right? But like now she's surprising us when the gun goes off. Like she just do it. She's just like, she doesn't need instruction. She doesn't need me to tell her when to do it. She just mm. like, we're watching it thinking it's a little far back and he's dead. I was like, oh, <laughs> sweet. And the same thing Tuesday morning, we set up on a crossroad. And um, so we had like two different directions the birds could be coming from. And they, we had two toms really slip in on us. They had used the brush coming from the roost. And when they popped out, they were already in shooting range. They were 20 yards from me and 12 from her. Uh, but at the same time that as they were getting ready to come out, a flock was coming up the road behind them straight down the road. And there was a Tom strutting in the very back. So she assumed that the Tom in the very back was the boss Tom, which he probably was. He didn't have a great beard, but he had, that was the one with the really long spurs, mm. like inch and a quarter on that one side. So I guess he was probably the most mature bird. Um, so anyway, she let the two first two Toms, which were nice birds that had at least as long a beard, if not longer than he did, walk right past because she was waiting on the ones in the back. So they swing over to, to right in front of, Charlotte, who's looking up the other road with the Jake decoy, and they start beating up on her decoy. So I'm over there trying to film them beating up on the decoy, and then bang, and there's a dead bird in front of Riley. <laughs> Just like, you know, it's I, a killer. I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to tell her because I set up behind them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to communicate with her anyway, but it was just cool. Like, there was no question about it. Like, she picked the bird she wanted. She waited till she got her shot, and she smoked him. But then Charlotte has got those two birds, and they start – they don't even – I don't even think they went four steps. They kind of like looked around and, you know, if she would have just sat tight, they'd have gone back to beating up the Jake, like no doubt. But they were, you know, squirrely. And I was like, shoot one, Riley, Charlotte, shoot one. They were like 10 or 12 yards away. Probably, if anything, you know, you could argue too close with a turkey choke, but not really. She should have smacked them. She shot, she missed. I said, shoot again, shoot again. She shot again. For some reason, I didn't put a third round in. But if I had, at that point, they had moved probably to the edge of a range and go over to her and I was like, what happened? She's like, dad, I didn't even aim. She's like, I just was looking at the turkey and I pointed the gun at it and I shot. I was like, why? She's like, I don't know. And she was so mad, dude. (laughs) It's like, well, buck fever. It happens. Yeah, she just went blank. She didn't shoot a bird last year. She did shoot a deer with a rifle. So... You know, we didn't, I, well, we did. We talked about how to aim a shotgun again. And she knew because she remembered from last time. She just, you're right, like got, she had birds right in her lap. Mm-hmm. I mean, close, dude. That decoy, I think I stepped off at like 12 yards. It was on her. 
That's yeah, she just, how close the one that Stella missed was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just pointed but and shot. Stella and, never done it, and uh, Charlotte is a veteran turkey killer. She shot two, but to your point, she did shoot those two off sticks. So this was her mm-hmm. first time going freehand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- with those ground-level chairs, it's really easy to get set up on your knees where you're like, you know, you're just in a seated position, and you put your elbows on your knees and hold everything in and bang, you know. And Anyway, so she missed twice. And she was mad. And one thing that we have learned this year as a sixth grader getting into sports is Charlotte is competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, way more than I would have ever imagined. The first thing she's saying is like, man, now Riley's two birds ahead of me, like on their <laughs> lifetime, right? So that, that, that put Riley at five and Charlotte was at three from, from Monday night. And uh, I was like, sweetheart, it's all good. All you got to do is aim. You know exactly what you did wrong. And do you think for one second with all the birds that we've been seeing that you're not going to get another chance? She's like, no, it's like, right. But man, she was mad. And I was probably, probably gigged her three or four times more than I needed to. <laughs> As we were over there. I remember up. I said something at lunch that was kind of underhanded at her expense. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we, we were picking on her a little <laughs> bit, but Hey, this is what happens at hunting camp, right? Yeah. If you miss, you're going to take it in the shorts. Uh, so we cleaned up our bird, got back to the ranch house and we're about to just like shut it down and rest. And then Lindell comes in his guide who was guiding some Neil guy hunts had headed out to the you know main entrance and was like, Hey, there's a bird along. There's two birds, two nice long beards along the main road at this spot. It's like, you want to go try to get him? And I was like, Charlotte, you want to chill out for a minute or you want to go? She's like, I want to go. It's like, Okay. So we jumped back in the buggy and we ran down there and we found them. And so they were working their way through some like kind of newer growth, like mesquite, right? Like what? 10 feet high with the thin under, you know, where it's thin underneath the canopy where you can kind of like crouch through it and, and see, and it's dense enough where like, if you can see the bird's head, he's probably 30 or 40, he's in range, right? He's 30 or 40 yards. If you kind of like when we're bow hunting in the mountains and it's like, all right, if you have a shot, you're probably good. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing here. It was like, if we could see them from where we set up, we were within 40 and we knew they were coming from left to right. And anyway, so we, we'd seen them going into that brush. So she and I grabbed shotguns and just ran like a hundred yards down the brush line and ducked in so that they'd come right back by us, which you and I had done the first year we went down there um, with the biggest bird I've ever killed, which is on the wall behind me. His tail and oh, yeah, I see him. here it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we sit down and she's sitting on my left-hand side and we're staring, you know, into the brush. And at some point she's like, I see him, you know, and they're pretty much straight in front of her, but they're 50 yards and no shot at all. And I had been calling and I had them gobbling at me. They were going in and out of strutting and they were gobbling and um, talked to him, talked to him. And I realized I wasn't going to get him to commit. I should have grabbed a fan. If I had grabbed the fan and did a little fan work, I bet they would have come straight at us from there. That's called reaping. With the fan, yeah, it's called reap. It's it's actually you know that's illegal in a couple states, and and there's people out there that want to make that illegal in their states where it is legal, because they say it's too easy. Like the turkey, it works that good, huh? That's what they say, man. Like I did an interview on my my day job, like where this guy he's he's it works better than a decoy. Yeah, just like flipping a fan around where they call it cheating, and uh, and then also. If you're doing it on public land, there's always a hunter every year that gets shot because some idiot doesn't know what he's looking at and he shoots. Man, we got to remember to do that. I, that would have been a perfect 
what we did right there, and the, and there was a fan in the I back. I liked your response. That I said, and inevitably someone gets shot, and you're like, "Yeah, we should do that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, but this, but we're not, we're not, yeah, no, land. we're in private land, and we, no. yeah, it's not not a lot of not a lot of risk of that. Yeah. It yeah. would have been a perfect setup for that because with the with the brush and everything, we would have been, you know, broken up and concealed enough where that would have been enough to get them to commit to come in. They only needed to come ten or fifteen yards straight at us, and she would have had a shot. Yeah. Um, but they were they were hung up at that distance where they were obscured by brush. But what I remembered was all right, all these pro turkey hunters will say, stop calling. When you've got the bird coming, stop calling. And that'll get them to finalize commit that distance because when they reach the point where they think the hen should see them, you know, as you explained to me years ago when it happened to us and it blew my mind, the Tom is gonna strut within eyesight of the hen and expect her to follow him. Mm-hmm. So they're really, you're kind that's of, what, that's how I got Aaron doing a little strutting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why a Jake decoy or a gobbler decoy is usually the, what closes the deal because, or a lay down hen, they need to come either fight off a Jake or breed a lay down hen. Just a, a hen standing there pecking all by itself is probably not going to get a bird to come all the way to it. Right. But a Jake, they'll come beat the Jake up then try to get the hen to go off with them, right? So anyway, didn't have any of that. But that's why they say stop calling because they can pinpoint the tree you're calling from from 150, 200 yards away. So if you stop calling, they're still expecting that hen to be there. They may come in close enough to like try to double confirm where that sound was coming from, you know, try to make contact with the hen. So I stopped and they definitely got squirrely. They started like they came a few steps towards us and I thought they were coming, but then they stopped and they went away again. And then they went left and right. And they were just, they were clearly looking around. Like they were like, where is she? Where is she? You know? So then they start heading right again, but they're, instead of going straight through the brush, they're arcing around us the way elk will do. um, When you hit the limb that day where they do like 180 degrees around you to try to get a better look at where that sound is coming from. They're arcing around us just right, where instead of getting farther away from us as they travel to the right, they're staying at that same distance. And so we're looking through this one. We had one good lane to a little open patch. Same thing that with that one big bird I was talking about when we shot it a few years ago. So I was like, Charlotte, look to the right here. I was like, can you shoot through these this lane? I was like, turn turn to the right, stick stick your gun over here. And she's like, I'm going to stick the gun right in front of you. And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. The barrel's over there. Just she turns, I get her to turn in her chair and point the barrel, the, 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 the rifle shotgun across me where the chamber is right at my chest. I mean, the barrel is totally safe. It's, you know, at the end of my arms reach. Right. But when, mm-hmm. where if she'll, if she shoots in this, with this automatic, I'm going to get hit in the chest, chest with a shell. Right. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just can you shoot through that gap? She's like, that gap right there between those two trees? I was like, yes. She's like, yeah, okay. I was like, all right, those birds are going to walk right out in that. As soon as they do, take a headshot and blast it. Sure enough, man, they walked right into that thing, and then they stopped in it. And I know they stopped in it because from there, they figured they could – I had been sitting in the same spot calling for five-plus minutes, right? So, like, once they hit that gap, they stopped in it and were looking around, wait, thinking they were going to be able to see me with a clear shot. And I was like, if you've got the shot, take it. And, man, at one point, he's got his back to her. It's not strutting, though. And so, like, the head is all you can see. Not, no neck, right? He turns. I was like, just wait for him to give you a headshot. And then, bang, and she smokes him. And it was, dude, every bit of 35, if not 40 yards in, I mean, just a in a two-foot lane to shoot through. He's flopping around, and I'm just kind of figuring, like, 
that'd be a big spread from there. Let's so we we both jump up, we take off running. The first one she had shot, she crippled him. Well, she stoned him, and we thought he was dead to right. I mean, totally for dead. the non-hunting folks. Uh, th- this is very unlike what you do with a white-tailed deer when you shoot it. You don't take off running after you've put after you've shot a whitetail you wait very you common wait like a half hour or more very common in the turkey woods to take <laughs> off running after a floppy bird every time every yeah, time, all the time. Yeah. and uh the first night when she got her bird she dropped him and we were hanging out waiting for him to stop flopping so we didn't get spurred trying to grab him and it was probably two whole minutes and i look and I, he's like laying on his breast but his head is up and i go hey lindell does it look like that bird's still alive he's like yeah, kind of. And then as soon as I said it, he jumps up and takes off running. So I grab the shotgun from Charlotte and I chase it down and I finish it. And so she's like, well, so does that still count as my bird? And I was like, kind of, you know, I gave her some crap, right? And um, now, so she's with this one, three, now she's at three and a half and her sister's at five. Right. So this one takes off. Or we take off running and I grab the shotgun from her to run. But we get up to the bird and his head's down, but he's blinking, you know, I mean, he's still flopping hard and he definitely you never know may have still gotten up but his head's definitely like pinned to the ground as he's blinking and gasping for air so i was like here take the shotgun but when we when he got up on it it was head to us and the body behind it so if she'd shot from there she was gonna end up filling the you know putting a hole in the breast so i was like let's do it we did like a 90 degree curl around to where she could shoot at its head and be clear completely of its body at you know five foot or whatever so we moved on around and i was like go ahead she shot it again and that was that awesome picture up underneath there Mm-hmm. it was good they both they both did dead proud it was cool and when we got yeah. done with that she was like that was fun i was like yeah yeah that was fun it was a blast redemption it was great being in camp with the girls and uh and it's also funny because of their different personalities and when y'all were leaving i said to stella i said go give riley a big hug because she <laughs> loves hugs <laughs> yeah. and you could tell riley's like oh gosh you know okay thanks uh, uh makes me uncomfortable and then charlotte just walks up and gives everybody a hug yep that's par for the course on that for sure mm-hmm. she's like hey stella give me a hug you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah good times we're gonna do it again next year yep um what do you want to st- let's start with this because it's the obvious biggest story i mean trump was charged and arrested and uh and we'll transition into michael schellenberger but uh what's blatantly obvious to me and, and it also has to do with the you know epstein client list is that the depths that the american establishment the elites will go to to protect themselves has no bounds dude no bounds whatsoever and yeah. and and the and the reason why and and schellenberger explained this on that rogan podcast that's probably why i was a little angry when i got to camp because i just listened to the first 30 minutes of that and i'm like where's the accountability here um but it's total witch hunt like hunter biden's laptop nobody cares biden's illegal dealings with the ukraine uh nobody cares china nobody cares hillary has more skeletons in her closet than anyone Nobody cares. There's no accountability whatsoever. And then they drum up some BS, like hush money thing. So he had sex with a porn star. Doesn't he's he's a bad guy. We we already know he's a bad guy. Doesn't make him a bad president. But I don't know that what he did was illegal. Well, they're specifically charging him 
So, so this is why the case almost fell apart last week. Remember, they were supposed to charge him last week, and then they didn't, and it came out that, well, a letter from 2018 because they've already attempted this. It doesn't she owe him money at this point? Like, yes, yeah, she owes him like, 110 grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she <laughs> owes him money. Right. How the hell is he being tried? I don't. Make it make what, sense. So that guy, um, that attorney, that loser attorney that he used to Trump hangs out. Alvin Bragg is his name. No, 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 no. no. Oh. The guy that used to be Trump's fixer. Oh. Um. Oh man, darn it. I don't know. Back in 2018, a letter came out that and it was from some very official site that basically said, there's no paper trail that ties a payment from Trump to Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. His old attorney is the one that cut her the check and then basically just passed the cost through in the form of legal fees to the Trump organization. So Trump Organiz- Trump's business, one of Trump's businesses, which paid that guy regularly, prob maybe, and argue maybe. Who know? I mean, it's hard for me to imagine. I don't know, dude. Do you okay? Uh, do you follow what I'm saying? So th- this guy paid her off. Mm-hmm. This guy which is on basically. Illegal. It's not illegal, right? Because having sex with a prostitute is illegal. They had consensual sex. And then he paid her to not talk about it. Yeah, it's hush money. I don't know. I, I don't I gotta know. Be that, honest. I, don't, I don't know if it's a crime or not. I don't even I know. Don't how could it? I know be? that like, he's not the first politician that's ever done it. Um, former Trump attorney. But then she signed a uh, non-disclosure, and I think that's why she owes him money, right? Because okay. she violated that, right? And that how that played out. Michael Cohen. Okay. No, what she did was extort him. She demanded money from him. She lost an extortion case against him. Mm. Yeah. Michael Cohen is the former loser attorney um, who handled this type of stuff. He was like Trump's bag man, right? Yeah. He paid her out of his own personal finances, uh, 150 grand or whatever, to shut up. And, but then he bills bills trump organization trump's organization for you know services rendered right so that's why this is like a real stretch is that what they're charging him on the evidence before the grand jury is payments made by the trump organization to cohen so to your point some of this i'm filling gaps and speculating i don't know you can enter into a contract for somebody to be quiet about stuff right Mm mm-hmm confidentiality agreement right you give them money in exchange for them being quiet right so to your point i don't know that that part's illegal what they're claiming is trump's organization paying that bill would be like the same as you paying your mortgage out of a business straight out of a business account or chisholm it could be the same as uh hillary's campaign no doubt financing a no lawyer's doubt. time to create a Russian hoax and then him billing the campaign. No oh, doubt. Wait. Oh, she got, actually, she never even got really brought into the fray there. It was just, this uh, was a Sussman. Dude, uh, there are sh- yeah. shady finances all over, all over politics. L- listen, man, the, 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 the reality is this absolutely is a witch hunt. Politicians on both sides get away with way more heinous, dude, 
Ted Kennedy killed a woman and tried to and, and fled the scene and tried to cover it up. And he was a senator till the day he died like 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? It's called Chappaquiddick. There's a movie about it. It's terrible. Didn't uh he left her in a car to drown while she was screaming for his help and walked his fat ass home. <laughs> fat drunk ass home. Didn't uh everybody's favorite tranny uh didn't he? Didn't he kill someone? Like rear-ended someone and killed them? And got away with like without there weren't any repercussions there. Yep. Um the tranny that's on Fox News. <laughs> so weird. Why are we blanking on everybody's names today? Well, Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner. Yeah. yeah. Um Brucey. Former Olympian. <laughs> yeah. Um but so you anyway, can't prosecute so, so, a tranny. So 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 the stress so so they're sitting here trying to claim that his he basically committed a business fraud by funneling this personal expense for this lady's silence out of company funds through this lawyer. Um and unless they've got proof that this that Cohen submitted a bill that said, you know, you know, expense reimbursement for Stormy Daniels hush money. How are they going to prove that, right? Well, the evidence in the case is 34 pages of financial records pay of monies paid between Trump's organization and Cohen. So if you've noticed, that's the same number of counts in the indictment. That's how corrupt this whole project is, that they're actually saying that every single 34 pages of invoices between Trump organization and Michael Cohen, I guess, are each one an individual felony. So he's because being charged. It's with- illegal to pay your lawyer. Right. And every single piece of documentation that proves you had been is now felonious. And the aggregate, uh, you know, potential sentence is 134 years in prison for it. Oh, by the way, it's also past the statute of limitations. Yeah. So I, how does that how does it even play out? When when was the affair with her? Dude, I mean, it like predated the predated the the, the election. Yeah, twenty sixteen so, election. So who cares? But Dude, I think so, the hush money was paid like after at the time of the election. Anyway, who cares? And and statute of limitations just doesn't apply here. I, no, it does. Law. I mean, one of the first thing that the first things you're going to do is try to argue that it's barred by the statute of limitations. Well, it's well that should just get it thrown out then. Probably won't because they don't play by the same rules, but. If it's the law, like <laughs> there's some the whole I thing is I haven't just mind blowing to me. What that there is, a way to get away with murder on the left, and this is what they do to there Trump, is who the, the more and I don't even like Trump, but the more they go after him, and and going back to that Rogan podcast with Michael Schellenberger, dude, they are so afraid of him because he wants to do away with or or completely overhaul the CIA, the FBI, the DOD. DOJ. He says he does. Well, they're I don't trust him. I don't trust him to do any of that. They're surely afraid of him. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep going after him like this. Maybe, or maybe this is all part of their cosmic plan that goes all the way back to the tarmac when uh, Trump and Bill Clinton sat and spoke for three hours the day before he ended up running for office. Maybe this is all part of the plan to destroy the entire concept of conservative. the conservative movement and Republicans in this country. Well, here's the, here's the <laughs> thing that has me 
just like pull my hair out what's left of it is uh alvin bragg the manhattan district attorney who's as corrupt as they come he wants to schedule the trial for january of 2024 and i'll I'll, i'm going to ask you why is that significant why do you think that's important uh, because it'll be right in the middle of the Republican uh, primary season. Exactly. So no. will Trump lose support if he's under trial because nobody's going to know what's going on? Then they're going to have to scramble to run another candidate. And it's just going to be a mess. And they know that. And again, it's just them cheating. And I am now going on record, and we're going to get into the Twitter files here. But I am I am officially saying they stole the, the 2020 election. I'm... You might have said it. You probably did say it. We've always kind of skirted around it, I think, on the show. Saying, hey, you know, they certainly used social media to their advantage. And they, some of the states violated their own state constitutions as far as how they accepted, you know, mail-in balloting and the timelines of when the cutoffs were. But I, I'm, I'm officially saying, no, they stole it. Because these Twitter files are so damning. The collusion between the Biden campaign and Twitter and the Democratic Party and Twitter and Facebook and how the CIA strong-armed the social media companies. Dude. You just got us demonetized. Way to go. Who cares? Like, oh, demon. How, what's less than <laughs> what's less than zero dollars, Chisholm? <laughs> I like how for a second it didn't even register. Wait, what? demonetized. For, I haven't made a wooden nickel off of this thing. Uh, yeah, so... They stole it. And anyone that is a Democrat, it's like, whoa, they, they, they didn't steal it. Well, no, they did. And if they, here's the thing. And I thought about sending the link to that Rogan episode to family members and friends who have voted that way and have long said that no, guy, the election was That guy stolen. is sending it to his own family members and friends. Did you I hear know. him say that? But here's the thing. They like were I came be- on here because I was hoping I could get him to listen to it and maybe get him yeah. to understand. My my family members and friends would be like, oh, you're listening to that right-wing Joe Rogan propaganda. That's what their response would be. You, what did you do? Did you take your ivermectin while you were listening to it? Yep. Yeah, that would be their response. So what's the, what's even the point? But, dude, so it's so background on the Twitter files, Elon gets a hold of it, and he basically turns it over to uh, Matt Taibbi, to Michael Schellenberger, and uh, who's the lady? Who's the one that left the Wall Street Journal? Uh, the girl, uh, Barry Weiss. Hmm. He turns it over to that trio of reporters who have a lot of skins on the wall, and is like, "Here, read these hundreds of thousands of emails. Do what you want with it. Here it is. Here's the information. He knows what's in it." And and Michael Schellenberger said he's a career, lifelong Democrat, dude. And that when they told him that the Russian hoax was, was uh, the Russian thing was, was real, that he just ate it, hook, line, and sinker, like so many people. And then to find out that it was all just a big lie, because people can't just say, oh, this is all just conspiracy theory. These are actual emails between Twitter, as, people, as high up as the CEO, and... Dude. The that, former general counsel the CIA of the FBI was the calling FBI. the shots inside the Twitter as a Twitter inside Twitter as a Twitter employee. Yeah, I don't. It's understand a grotesque, dude. It's a gro, d- dude. 
it's a grotesque violation of the First Amendment. There are lawsuits going on right now. The states of Missouri and Arkansas are I thought suing it was Louis- Louisiana. I thought maybe too Missouri and Louisiana. I think so. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe it's Missouri and Louisiana. So there's, there's lawsuits going on. State, yes, I mean at, at, at state levels, states are suing the administration um, for exactly that, and all of this is just evidence in that. And and the thing is, the, there's a reason why you never hear about it unless you listen to some of the most obscure, some of the most obscure outlets, dude. But it's ongoing, and there has been evidence that has come out. They've deposed Anthony Fauci about it, and apparently his his deposition went terribly for him. But you're never going to hear about that unless you're listening to, dude, like three. Dude, I've got a book full of podcasts I listen to from quote unquote conservative news outlets that never touch that. Those would be the big, what, um, Steven Crowder has started referring to as big con, Hmm. which is for big conservative, right? But also the con artist side of conservatives, right? The ones that are in the take of Pfizer at all, right? Are on the take. Mitch, the bitch, maybe. Yeah. That, that, you know, that general crowd, like, dude, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's outfit, right? Mm-hmm. Some ways they do some great work. Ben sure is big on mRNA shots, you know? Yeah. Very rarely do you... Matt Walsh will say he ain't taking them, but he doesn't like... You don't ever hear Matt, Matt Walsh talking about the data that's come out about him, right? There's clearly a contingent... And Fox News, I mean, Fox is obviously... They're just, you know... Look at the picture of Sean Hannity mugging with Don Lemon and Michael Avenatti and Oprah's girlfriend and that Gail King. And that's all you have to ever know about Fox News. Watch V for Vendetta. The news organization in V for Vendetta is Fox News. Or you could just uh, go to our website, justifiedpursuit.com, search V for Vendetta, and you could pull it up and listen to our review of V for Vendetta, and you don't even have to watch the movie. Do both. Break it down for you. Do both. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, watch the film, then listen to our analysis, then provide us a comment on iTunes about that and a five-star rating. Do it now. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, So that we can have $1 instead of zero. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what yeah, happened, man. So we were rocking and rolling with as many as like 300 listeners three weeks ago, and then we got like 46 last week. I don't know. I wonder if any of that data is worth a damn. I don't know. Uh, but we don't do this to make money. We do it just because we, we need to Not talk about yet. it. Not yet. Maybe someday. Uh, yeah. So We don't really try very hard to make money off of it. Well, I mean, you're my partner, so I'm kind of handicapped from the get-go with Mr... Uh, when this recording was supposed to start, I have problems. Like, what's the problem? It's like, I don't have a working computer to do this. It's like, go, go take your wife's laptop. Do something else. You got. You can afford a laptop for this production. I shot too many turkeys. <laughs> and you bought me this. I don't know how much this costs, but I did do my SOAS today with the TB12. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever it's called. Vibrating. Did it help? Uh, yeah, I think maybe I don't, it's hard to tell after one. Did you do it ago. until like you were able to finally like relax? I mean, it still hurt, but it was like you, you could like stop fighting against it. 
Yes, but more I did it for five minutes just so I could say I did it on the show. So I don't know Good how job. long the normal time frame is. 120 bucks, by the way. Okay. So maybe wait a week and then you can afford that laptop. Uh, I don't know. What, what is the normal time frame to do it? Yeah, how I mean, is if you... How is a normal session for SOAS, uh, <laughs> what do you, massaging take? Five should be fine. Okay. All right. Especially if you do five on both sides, but okay, that's so one of those the, things. The more you do it, the less you have to do it. The less. Back to these Twitter time. files. Why does nobody care? And why is there no accountability? And that's why I'm so pissed. And other, you know, when I when I got to camp and I was grumpy, I was like, these people are getting away with this. Now we can. And and when I just said they stole the election, I'm gonna say that to everyone that I come across now. If they're like, oh yeah, we didn't steal it. You're just right wing conspiracy. Then I'm like, actually, have you ever checked out the Twitter files? It was stolen. Major government entities were colluding with social media. Yeah. So, but but there's no okay. So the lawsuits in Louisiana and Missouri, great. Much like when we had the uh, Sussman trial, I told you nothing would happen to Hillary. Do you think anything's going to happen to this? These people. Nothing even happened to Sussman. That was messed up. Do you think anything will happen here? Um, I don't know. All he can do people understand the the importance of what has happened, man. the The thing that you have you have to elevate yourself above, and, and I mean you personally, my dear friend Cable Smith, mm. has to elevate himself above the tactical day-to-day level of the news cycle and understand the scheme that is that has been unveiled to us i always talk about how the left projects right the left screams racism because the lefts are the racists right there's no doubt the left talks about miss dis and malinformation because they're the greatest purveyors of miss dis and malinformation did you know that the definition of malinformation is information that's true, but that's offered to cloud a person's perspective on something? Well, and and that's what's in these like they point, files. Dude. Like they point like, the person who was explaining malinformation from the CIA was explaining how or whatever. I heard it on a podcast, but it's the tenth time I've heard it. It's old news at this point, but they were explaining how you know, for example, how Russia hacked into the Democratic National Committee's uh, emails. And released a bunch of really bad sounding emails from John Podesta um, about how they were trying to like target and take down Bernie Sanders and all that other stuff they were up to. And yeah, it was true, but it was really just to like make Hillary look bad. And it was like, yeah, but it was true. (laughs) So maybe she just looks bad. Maybe that's just how the truth works is the truth. If it's not, if it's not good for you is just, just, it's just bad news for you. It doesn't make it malinformation, right? Getting but back to that's my point. what they did on the on the whole Hunter Biden laptop, Getting, dude. That's like, so that's my point, man, is that they know they can't hold these tidal waves back. So all they gotta do is muddy the water for six months, nine months, a year, because half of the country doesn't want to change sides. And if they can confuse and muddy the waters up long enough, then it doesn't matter what you produce at this point. 
there will always be people who glommed on to the original. Like there are still people in this country. There are still people in this country that think if you take a vaccine, you're protected from COVID and protecting others from COVID. Even though that's undeniably without question, not the truth on either account, right? No, but that's what they the heard same, originally. Those same people think that the 2016 election was stolen by the Russians. Yeah, the Venn diagram on that's like a 98% overlap for sure, right? But it's because they don't they don't care to see past the surface of things and they live in a tribal world even though they don't think they do. They think they're open open-minded as f my sister, your brother. They think they're the most open-minded spirits in the world, but in reality, they're not at all. Yeah, calling y'all both out right now. Your minds are not open to the reality going on around you. You have a tribe. It's the tribe of the Democratic Party, which used to be liberalism, which is not liberalism anymore. And that you trust whatever they tell you. And no matter how much evidence ever comes out against that, no matter how many times all of us who were saying from day one, I don't need a vaccine because I'm young and healthy. And statistically, since April of 2020, when the Italian data came out, it was clear that 50% of all deaths were in people over 80 years old and 80% of all deaths were in people over 60 years old and 94% of all deaths were people with pre-existing comorbidities. Therefore, at 42, with no comorbidities, I'm fine. And that was proven out when I got the stupid virus twice. Doesn't matter. You still have to take a shot, right? They're never... That's what they've done is they, they deliberately... It's, dude, it's what they did with JFK, Right? Did you know that the, the, the Zapruder film, right, that shows JFK get his head blown off? Mm -hmm. And Jackie's trying to like grab you it and put it back. about in the there. Zapruder film and how it came to light? I, no, I have no idea about The government had the Zapruder film. It wasn't released until 1976, dude. JFK was assassinated in, in 1963. 13 years after he was assassinated, the Zapruder film came out. Huh. But 10 years before they released it, Dan Rather, when he was on local news in Dallas-Fort Worth, spoke about the Zapruder film on television. And Surprise. what Dan Rather said Surprise. happened... Dan Rather didn't get JFK. What Dan... No, it's the opposite of that. What Dan Rather... Dan Rather got to go on, on television and claim that he watched the Zapruder film. But what he explained to the people of Dallas-Fort Worth was the exact opposite of what the film actually portrays. Huh. But then 10 years later, they actually let the world see the film. By then, they had clouded everything. Everybody knew about Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby, right? And Dan Rather claiming the opposite of what the, vi what the video showed. So then they finally let the video out. And the muddy, the water's so muddied, anybody who says, see, this helps show gun came from wherever, blah, blah, blah. You're just a conspiracy theory nut job, right? Meanwhile, why did they why why did this take 13 years to come out in the first place? Ah, just asking that question makes you a conspiracy theorist, right? Then they said that they would seal the documents for 60 years. That deadline just came and passed. And the current administration said, no, we're not releasing them. I'm dude, if I'm not mistaken, it's statutory. By law, they were supposed to last year release all the records all of the records declassify everything related to the JFK assassination. And the administration decided that they're not going to. And well, here's I have to. So my point is like they during in real time, you have forces at work that know the truth and obscure the shit out of it 
so that as the truth continues to try to shine through, it's got so much mud slung on it. It can never, there are certain people that will never accept it because it's in contradiction to what they are been groomed to believe according to their party. Right. That's where we're at. That's why mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you, like, you're all mad about this level of stuff. Come up to this level and realize that's the, the real game of politics is can I corrupt your brain and keep you beholden to the mainstream so much so that anybody who's ever trying to speak truth is an untrustworthy conspiracy theorist. That's the right. game, right? They're not, jump. none of those people, you know, when, when dude, in February of 2020, when there, there are emails that came out in May of that year that proved that Anthony Fauci and his cohorts, some of whom were the ones funding and doing the gain of function research, were sitting there saying in emails, this definitely does not look like it has a zoonotic origin. This definitely looks like the genetic code was manipulated by man. And then three days later, the same people who sent that email wrote an article in The Lancet, one of the world's most premier medical journals, saying definitely came from a pangolin. Right. Yes. And, and, and so now it doesn't what, matter. It doesn't yeah. matter that there are sm smoking gun emails that then came out several months later from the very same people saying it could not have come from the animal kingdom, despite the fact that two, three days later, they said that it could. Right. 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 But here's what we have on Twitter now. Planted in pre it's like inception, dude. The brains were already infected with the original lies. And Twitter goes ahead and says, yeah, uh, now anybody that says that the virus came from the lab will be deplatformed, discredited. Their, their posts will be flagged. They'll be suspended. Same with um, Hunter Biden's laptop. Like they knew that it was real. 100%. They knew that it was real. And they said, oh, that was the most interesting thing. One of the things that Schellenberger said was, that Twitter said it didn't violate their own code of conduct and that it was a legit thing, but they're going to go ahead and suppress it anyway. Right. <laughs> like, why? Well, because they knew that it would affect the election. Because they, they had actual FBI people on the payroll at that point, and they were getting contacted by the FBI and the CIA. Who's the FBI? Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg admitted it on Joe Rogan's podcast. So there's the thing. That's the thing you just said. What I, what I, why I said they fear Trump. Trump's in power when the FBI decides to collude with social media. So they're definitely afraid of him because they're like, we got to get Biden in here because Trump's you know a threat to us. know who Christopher Ray is? Sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the current director of the FBI. Crooked as the day is long. He's the, we played an audio of him speaking at the World Economic Forum the other day. Oh, yeah. Davos, remember? Yeah. Talking about what? Spying on American citizens. You know who appointed that yeah. jackass? Trump, Donald J. Probably. Trump. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, I don't. I don't have this on the show notes for today. But what? Uh, what is the bill called that will? Uh, like, it's the one that they're all about up, up in arms about TikTok, and it's basically like the Patriot Act on steroids. Yeah, I don't know what the bill's called. Okay, we'll table know. that for next week, dude, because that yeah. is freaking damning. Talk about them controlling every part of your life. That's yeah, and is. you got guys like they, Marco Marco they Rubio as the TikTok bill. Like we're protecting. No, you're not. You're trying to spy on everything we're doing. Right, and you got Republican senators who are all about it. Right. But yeah, it's both. Yeah, both parties want it right. to keep us oppressed in perpetuity. Um, one other interesting. Dude, they're pretending. Thing. They're pretending like every other app on the App Store is not tracking everything you do, just like TikTok. Yeah. 
what they want is an American Silicon Valley monopoly on data harvesting. Dude, Adam Curry has this dead, absolutely dead to rights. The whole reason that that Marco Rubio and what's that other cat's name, the senator Josh Hawley, are going so hard after TikTok is because Silicon Valley is paying them to do it because TikTok is eating their lunch financially. Mm. All the kids are on TikTok. So what does that mean? If everybody's on TikTok, then all the money is being made by TikTok. And the comparable apps coming out of Silicon Valley are losing their asses to TikTok. They don't give a damn about the Chinese harvesting our information. They don't give a damn about Clearly, any of that. They don't give a damn about the spy balloon, which there's right. more that came out. That, they don't uh, care about any of that crap, dude. No. These are, no. these are charlatan rhino conservatives. I, I say right. They're not, dude, there's not even any such thing. They're just the elite class wearing their jersey, which is as fake. Okay, you know how like in the NFL nowadays at the end of the game, at the end of a football game, which is supposed to be something like war, right, where everybody hates each other and they're trying to break each other, you'll see guys go swap jerseys and mug for the camera, right? That's what these politicians do when they're not in front of the microphone in Capitol Hill, right? Do you think they're, they're just maybe they're all serving the same local masters. or state level? They're still good politicians out there. Yeah, they just don't last because anybody with principles had, uh, gets. We had a out. career politician. Uh, her name Dude, is Asa Trisha Cotham of North Carolina, career Democrat. Just this week, switched to the Republican Party, giving them a majority in the House of Representatives and effectively neutering their liberal governor by you know being able to veto essentially anything you yeah, try. Give them a veto-proof majority is what it said. Veto-proof majority. Yeah, not just a simple majority, but probably a super yeah. you know two-thirds. So, why would she do that? I mean, her public comment was these people are trying to villainize everything. That was her, that was the headline. Like they, and they are, the left is trying to villainize everything. You, you probably, you probably still have at the state level and local level to your point, honest politicians who do believe in principles. They will never make it to the federal scene on any, they will never make it to even a general election for a federal position unless somebody already owns their soul. It's so bad, but so true. Um, one other note about the uh, Rogan. I guess except for Rand Paul, he seems to be the only legit one out there. But I love his know, curly hair. I'm super skeptical that there's a there's an angle he's working somewhere. Yeah. You know what? Here's what his angle is. Rand Paul gets to be the controlled voice of opposition. It's called controlled opposition. These what are dude, all every all of these are real tactics that are documented in everything from Albert Bernays's books on like mind control and marketing from the fifties to CIA documents. Controlled opposition is when I think I think Joe Rogan is controlled opposition now. I really mean that because he brings on spooks all the time. Right? Where does DeSantis and, fall into this? Yeah, I think I think DeSantis is probably deep state controlled opposition. Well, what I was going to say, one other note about the Rogan Schellenberger. <laughs> he, he was which, an attorney for the Navy SEALs, man. I know. That guy's got the high, and he went to Yale and Harvard. And I like him a lot. 
I mean, if you're going to have, here's the thing, dude. I think they let the pendulum swing. I think that they will allow for a correction back to the right a little bit to keep things somewhat peaceful around here. Which, to your point this whole time, maybe that means Trump really is authentic. Maybe Trump is truly the wild card. Right? Or maybe he's what I've always said, which is the actual image on the wild card of the gesture. Right? And his job is just to make a mockery of it all because somebody has to keep the king somewhat humble. Right? But anyway, I lost my train of thought. I, I, I just opposition. encourage, just like you told me, and there's, I don't listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, only the ones where you're like, hey, you got to listen to this one. And it took me all of 20 minutes to listen to that one and be like, I want to strangle someone. I want to punch a hole in a wall. Or, you know, I don't know. Uh, but one other thing that, that Rogan and Schellenberger said, which I was like, wow, I haven't heard them say that before, was they called the transgender movement a cult. Which I was like, yeah. Hmm, wow. And then and, and Rogan's like, he's like so big. He's like, I'll say what I want. I've got more money than they do. What are they going to do? Deplatform me? I don't. I'm not on TV. This is a podcast. It's like screw them. And yeah. they tried to, and, the, and he was talking about when they, dude, they put a filter on his skin to make him look yellow and sick when they were talking about him taking ivermectin. Right. And why hasn't he filed suit against CNN? I probably because it got him two million more subscribers, is what he said. <laughs> nah. No. No. Joe Rogan is a fighter. Joe Rogan had a could have been an Olympic level taekwondo practitioner, national championship level fighter. So you tell me, you listen right? a lot more Rogan than I do. I don't know. I think he didn't sell sue CNN because it's on at least some level or another just bad business as far as he's concerned. He talks all the time about having FU money, which he undoubtedly does. You know? Why don't you take it to the most untrustworthy name in news joe no who you working who you who you what burnt bridge are you worried about burning after they did all that <laughs> dude elon just labeled uh <laughs> did you see elon just labeled npr's twitter feed as u.s state propaganda did you see that yeah yeah speaking of controlled opposition yeah i know Mr. How i've made elon. 300 billion dollars off of government subsidies yeah sending defense satellites into space we're gonna we're gonna talk transgender stuff here in a second but i did want to have this quick note on gas prices dude because <laughs> this week joe biden um again decided to further restrict domestic energy production uh there were a bunch of oil permits up said nope we're not doing that and I just saw right before we came on the air, this is great, that OPEC, which is Saudi Arabian-led, announced today 1.16 million barrels per day cut in production. And, th and that coincides with Joe Biden saying, no, we're going to further hammer down on domestic oil production. Yep. America last. America last, America last, we're going to control you. We're going to cripple you. 
And, 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 you know, we've talked a little bit about the BRICS thing and digital uh, currency, all that stuff. Here's your, it, you know what it just makes me think of? Here's your, uh, here's your allowance on gasoline. Yep. Here's your gasoline allowance. And uh, once, once you've used that, you're done. Until next month or whatever it is. Ride your bike. We're and, control. and there's and there's no and it, it's not climate change, dude. It has nothing to do with that. It's ride your ride your bikes and eat your bugs, bitch. Exactly. It's like Did build back see? better. Bike, bugs, and bitch. Well, whatever Republican gets in will bikes and bugs, bitch. Yeah, bikes and bugs, bitch. I, I have to believe we'll again bring oil production back to the forefront domestically. This was why, even though Trump's a horrible guy, why I liked him so much is trying to get us away from Chinese independence on every front. Um, or at least he put up a good front, but I don't think so, dude. Yeah, you just rolled your eyes, but I don't... I, what, whatever. It was better for Americans under Trump. Being beholden to China or Russia or any other enemy of ours, not a good thing. Um, so, yeah. Higher gas prices coming at you right in time for summer vacation. So y'all look forward to that. Uh, Bud Light, Nike, Jack Daniels, all launched transgender ad campaigns this week. Two of them, Nike and Bud Light, with uh, Dylan normalized the Bud Bulge. What's her last name? Mulvaney or whatever. Mulvaney. His name. It's a dude. It's a dude. It's a dude. It has a dick. It's a dude. Uh, the best part is that Nike hired him to be the face of women's sports apparel, including sports bras. Can't make it up, dude. You cannot make it up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, you know, Bud Light sucks, so who cares? Well, this is definitely the worst domestic beer option. But... Anheuser-Busch owns beers like Stella. It's not, it's not even a beer. It's not even a domestic beer option. It's piss. It's it is. piss and an ugly blue can. It always has been. Always has been. But if you, I mean, if you drink any of their products, I would say, yeah, it's time to boycott those. And people, some people on my social media were like, well, you're just, you're just cancel culture now. Cancel culture is cancel culture. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't support things that I don't believe believe in. And I certainly don't believe that a man is a woman. Let me go on to something more important that's definitely related to the topic at hand. Um, well, I'm just transitioning us into transition talk. So there you go. 30, 30 minutes ago, USA Today published Supreme Court sides with 12-year-old transgender girl fighting West Virginia's sports ban. The Supreme Court on Thursday sided with a 12-year-old transgender girl who's challenging a West Virginia ban on transgender athletes joining girls' sports teams, temporarily temporarily blocking the state from enforcing their prohibition. So our, the Supreme Court of the United States just sided with the transgender kid? Yeah, the one that supposedly has a 6-3 majority, conservative majority. Yeah, that let's one. Let's just end the show and let's just <laughs> find, find a noose and just be done with this world. Justices Thomas and Alito dissented. Well, at least, at least uh, the left's Uncle Tom still stuck to his guns. A federal district court had sided with the state in February, ruling that officials appeared to be permitted to use biology as the sole criterion in separating school athletic teams. 
But the U.S. the Richmond-based U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit essentially put the lower court's ruling on hold in late February, allowing Pepper Jackson to try out for the team. The state appealed the decision to the Supreme Court. West Virginia officials asked that the Supreme Court allow it to continue to enforce the ban while the underlying case works its way through lower courts. A federal appeals court in New York is set to rehear a closely watched challenge to, okay, that's in Connecticut. I, I don't even know what to say about the Supreme Court siding with the transgender ideology and sports doesn't make any sense and you know what maybe we're just i did get a little bit of encouragement because what the world governing body for international athletics said that women can no longer or, or men can no longer compete against women that was like recent this week i think we talked about it last week they were thinking about doing it i just saw another headline that it's done for all sports and yet we have the Supreme Court doing the exact opposite. I don't get it. doesn't make any sense for a conservative court at all. Uh, but that's dude, there's something so much darker and more sinister at the root of this. I can't even. I wish so I here's could the thing. Play. What women need to do is just stop playing. Say, no, we're not playing with boys. It would, they'd all probably lose a year of athletics, but we'd be, it would be over form their own leagues, have their own governing body. I, because I don't really, know. I really wish I wouldn't have read that. Now you can't accuse me of not bringing anything to the show. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have read that too because now I'm just, I was already angry and now I'm just angrier. <laughs> Can we undo the, what, the last five minutes? Just pretend like that never happened. Pretend like the Supreme Court isn't um, undermining the very, very <sighs> fabric of reality. It's temporary. It's just temporary. Maybe when they take the case up formally and, and in full, maybe they'll change their minds. It's just so all over the place with all states. Like Idaho yesterday banned, uh, made it a felony for anyone to offer gender reassignment surgery to people under the age of 18. Yeah. So you've got stuff going on everywhere. I think they're the not going to be thing, able to hide from it forever, to your point. I know, but. It, well, sure. If they get if they turn blue, then the first thing those states will do is overturn any of that stuff. But I think the red states need to just be proactive. And and yes, it's sad that it most I saw this I saw that on uh, I don't remember what social media account, but the the posts were just like it's just ninety percent of them were like it's sad that we even have to have these laws. And that and that's and that's truly it is saddening as a Christian as just a human being that knows basic biology that's trying to live in a world that makes sense. I, you called it in our, in our, uh, in our Turkey camp. And I think you've said it on this show before we are in, we're living in a, an era of decadence. And so in, mm. in this country where we have it so good that we just make up this type of stuff. Right. And, and someone else in camp, People replace the struggle that they're supposed to have every day to eat with struggles against all of this Marxist crap. Was it you or was it someone else in camp that because we had a good discussion going the first night when the kids were all in bed, but somebody said, yeah, that was like the, how the Roman Empire began to fall was uh, 
Yeah, one of them, when I said this was yeah, a decade instance, one of them goes like just like just like what happened when the Roman Empire fell. It's like right, exactly. That was probably that guy, Dave. Yeah, honestly, he was an interesting guy from Maryland. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, certainly, some truth there. Yeah, and that's yeah, what well, we're experiencing. Yeah, there there's a whole bunch of literature out there about how this is actually this specific thing, obsession with gender has been one of the precursors to the fall of basically every great empire. So humanity has this, it's like on this broken, it's on this loop where we get to where we're all fat and happy. And then we start saying, wait, men aren't women or men aren't men and women aren't women and gender's fluid. And you can identify as whatever you want, even though biology says, you can't and i saw this i saw this tweet uh today it was uh there's 8 billion 100 million some some thousand 643 people on this planet and there's the same number of them people have been born to women and exactly zero have been born to a man so it's like history repeats itself and we can't get out of this vicious cycle every 500 years thousand years you mean like how like God creates humans in his image and share, shares his creation with them in harmony until uh, they get a little too big for their britches and start looking to other sources of power and worshiping idols and enrage God such that he then has to smite them back into oblivion and then they realize that they actually need the one true God so they circle back around to God and then they rebuild their culture around God and have an era of prosperity until two generations later, the spoiled rich, you know, spoiled kids of that prosperity don't understand where it came from. So they then again begin to worship idols that they have created for themselves. And then they fall away from God again in his grace and he smites them again. And then they, he smites them into oblivion again. And then they have to turn back to him to find their way back out of the wilderness that he sent them into. And then they have another couple of generations of prosperity only to then start worshiping <laughs> idols again like that. It's on repeat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, do you like think, this, but do you thing. think, let me ask this. Do you think it was ever this bad? I, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah. I yeah. cannot imagine. The only thing that hasn't happened yet is that God hasn't burned this mother effort at the ground. I can't imagine the Roman Empire. Watch out for the hilt and for the, you know, for the fire and brimstone. Maybe seems... they were. Maybe the Roman Empire was just like raping kids and doing all that. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Clearly, we know the ancient Greeks were really into that. The philosophers were Dude. Real, real rapey and into having a younger male understudy. Bro. The Romans were all about that. And oh, dude, the, the it was a given. Rome, we, young young boys in Rome had six, 50, 40, 50, 60 year old men that raped them. It was part of life. Like it was a necessary was relationship. It, it was this bad. It might have been even worse. I just can't dude, every senator in Roman history had a had a string of boys that it was part of a young boy's. Like it was it was. It was like a rite of passage for a young boy to have a sexual relationship with an old man that they learned from. What they learned beyond getting raped, I don't know. But yeah, absolutely, man. You ever heard of Caligula and Nero? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, then that maybe Jesus isn't coming. Maybe we just have to do this all over again in a couple generations. Yeah. I mean, he's coming. Just uh, what does that mean? Yes, I mean, like, coming, maybe, is he coming for the rapture this time? I'm thinking like he, things are so bad, he's got to be coming soon. But you're telling me the Romans were just raping all these boys, and that sounds a lot worse than even trying to transgender a kid. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> give me some hope. Oh, before you give me any hope, uh, Canada. Because oh, here's the other thing, dude. It's Christians are like the persecution level of Christians is it's the temperatures going up by a bit six of them got killed 10 days ago by a deranged transgender person and i'm watching these people sack the capital in nashville none of them will be tried by the way and they're all holding up it was the most disturbing thing i've seen in a long time they're all holding up seven fingers and shouting there were seven victims there were seven victims seven people were killed did you see that? Not that part specifically, but yeah, I know that a bunch of the coverage of that has been absurd. But that being said, I think we bet last week that this week there'd be no talk about the trans uh, school. Right. Yeah, there's not. Right. But uh, Canada. I've got that right. Here's a, here's where I. I've got this one piece of audio, and then I'm going to let you, and you think about it while I'm playing this, but you better come up with something uplifting for us to end on today because I'm, ugh, I just feel dirty. I feel dirty, ashamed, disgusted, and lost. I, I feel lost, dude, really. I mean, God gives me hope, but I just look around at the society, and it's just godless. Uh, but Canada is certainly doing their part to further that narrative because they... Uh, the uh, NDP, I guess that's their National Democratic Party, uh, one of their spokespeople, Wong Tam, who, by the way, looks like a dude, she has uh, introduced a bill for the LGBTQRS123 cat, dog, furry community. And uh, here is what they are trying to pass in Canada, which, again would be persecution against Christians if they decided to stand up against it. Here you go. Take a listen to this. Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. So what does that mean? That means the size of a football field, no protesting around any type of drag show aimed at children. If you read the fine print, that's what it is, dude. That's what it is. And if you... And, and of course, they can interpret you protesting as hate speech or homophobia or any other term that they choose to label it with. Now, it's, uh, yeah, $25,000 fine. You could go to jail if you take issue with them sexualizing children and having trannies shaking their wieners in a kid's face like they just did at a high school in North Carolina. Maybe that's why that lady flipped. Maybe that's why. I just 
I'm connecting the dots here. Maybe she saw that at the high school in North Carolina and was like, F that. This has gone too far. I'm joining the other side. I don't know. Maybe in my in my mind that makes sense. But dude, that's just grotesque. But yeah, Canada's and who are the people that are gonna be protesting? More than likely. Conservatives, Christians, persecution against religion. Why are you so mad, bro? You know why I'm mad, Chisholm. <laughs> Look at this shitty ass world get that, out without laughing. that we're living in right now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I wish, you know, we could, we had the answers. Like, we could just in justified pursuit with like, and here's the answers to these problems, people. But uh, I guess, Ray. Done. <sighs> Love your family. Raise your kids the right way. Give them a word. Read the Bible. Pray every morning. Yeah, there's no, I just, there's nothing else you can do. Uh, almost. Or at least if you do that, then God will tell you what you're supposed to do. Whether this is about this or whether it's about just trying to avoid it. I don't know. Buy more ammunition. <laughs> For yeah. turkey hunt, for turkey hunting, for turkey hunting, of course. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for taking us out on a high. As always, I know it could count on you. Yes, for hope. That's all I got. Jesus and Scripture. I guess. Speaking right. of, that's all there is. That's all there is. Is Good Friday tomorrow. What is Thursday called? Monday Thursday. What is it? Monday Thursday. Monday. I think so. That sounds right. I think that's what my pastor said the other day. I think it's the first time I'd somehow ever heard it. Hmm. Sure sounds confusing. To... Monday, Thursday. It does. Monday. You know what? Yes. Yes. Monday. This is great. I'm, you, you didn't mean M-A- to bring this up, but this actually gives me hope. This weekend is Easter. That's right. I told you. I got exactly what you need. God. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus crucified and you resurrected. stumbled into it, but yes, I appreciate it. Because it is very it. hopeful. Just waiting. Waiting for you to stop yelling. Mm. Maundy Thursday, M-A-U-N-D, the Thursday before Easter, observed in the Christian church as the commemoration of what? Obviously, the Last Supper. Today is the day when the Last Supper would have happened, which... Christians have uh, memorialized through the sacrament of communion or the Eucharist, depending on your specific brand of Christianity, for 2,000 years. Um, Tomorrow is Good Friday, the day that our Lord and Savior died on the cross for our sins. And then three mornings hence will be Easter Sunday, uh, where he was resurrected to prove his... Uh, divinity to all of mankind. So my best friend since seventh grade, who I've spoken about, that was at our men's retreat, uh, who heard God talk to him in the realest ways he could ever imagine is getting baptized uh, Mm. in front of his whole family and our church. So that's rad. Super stoked about that. Bought him a Bible for it. Um, Go to a Bible study tomorrow morning, church tomorrow night. Uh, we have a Good Friday service. Never been to that before, so I'm excited about that. 
Um, what am I missing? Easter this year falls right in the middle of Passover, so it's like the most legit Easter ever instead of your typical, you know, pagan-based um, worship of bunnies or whatever. You know, like the original date of Easter, obviously Jesus was crucified during Passover. Mm. Um, but it doesn't always, the, the Jewish calendar and the Christian calendar don't always align because the Roman, the Romans, you know, the Constantine, that era when they created Roman Catholicism, they picked a pagan date for Easter that at times aligns with Passover and at times it doesn't. This time it's right in the middle of Passover, which is where it's supposed to be. So this is a particularly, I would argue, a particularly holy Easter. What do you think of that for hope? I like it. I'm not like... uh Gonna pretend like all that other stuff isn't still bothering me, but it gives me hope. <laughs> it gives me hope. I have a good song to close us out here. It's uh, Jason Eady. The song's called Barabbas, and uh, I'm just gonna play the whole thing. How's that sound? Great. All right. Peace and love, man. Happy, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you and yours and all y'all. I heard the judge ask the jury, which one's the one to go? And I heard him say my name, man. Why I'll never know. They unchained my feet, they unshackled my hands, and they let me go instead of that innocent man. I've got a second chance, I'm gonna make it count. Make my way out west, maybe head down south. Live a life of a pardoned man Believing in things I don't understand Well, the guilt hangs twice as heavy When it's followed by surprise I'd surrendered, I was ready To give up and do my time I did not know his name, did not know why he was there But on this side of forgiveness, we both have our cross to bear I've got a second chance, I'm gonna make it count Make my way out west, maybe head down south Live the life of a pardoned man, believing in things I don't Did not like his kind The man who preaches peace Is always looking for a fight And now I must go on Always knowing that I'm bound To try to make the best Of this freedom I have found I've got a 
chance I'm gonna make it count Make my way out west Maybe head down south Live a life of a pardon man Believing in things I don't